0: I give you Stu and Blake.
1: Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I am Blake Harrison and joining me as ever is a, a heated Stew Whiffin. Why are you heated, mate? Ah, uh, just
2: well first of all hello. Thank you for coming back and watching. Um just some refereeing at the weekend. It yeah. Grinds well, my gears, but let's let's not start on this note. Let's start on, on uh, a more, more
1: positive note. Happy yeah. note. Right, how was I mean, your weekend, mate? Anything good happen? Uh, I actually got really drunk. Oh, hello.
2: And Griffin uh, was out. Do you I, reminisce him? <laughs> was it like old times? <laughs> I went to an 18th birthday party, which
1: sad. That, that sounds weird, it? mate. I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, Yeah, you went to someone whose birthday it was. They're 35 years look younger that than kids you. It's cool,
2: dad's here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, but it was my nieces. And, uh, and I had a lovely time. Got really drunk. I haven't been really drunk in ages. And. Uh, when, when you're at a party with uh, the kids and uh, there were shots flying about, I've done oh, Jaeger yeah. bombs. 50 oh, year old okay. guy doing Jaeger bombs. Oh, mate, you must have <laughs> been a right state. <laughs> I was yesterday morning. Um, but we're here, obviously, to talk. Sorry, how was your weekend,
1: mate? Uh, it was lovely, but very much the opposite to you. I, I didn't socialise at all. I was actually, uh, did a little bit of Christmas shopping. Ended up getting a, uh, a PS5 for myself rather mm. than uh, much for anyone else. Uh, and so then spent most of the weekend playing Spider-Man 2. So Wonderful. Uh, th- th- honestly, it was absolutely brilliant. I absolutely loved it. So t- just to clarify, you went out, to buy some gifts for your children to make Christmas Correct. magical. Correct. We you, were in Smith's. Yep. And they said that the PlayStations were on offer. And I just looked at my wife who was like, I was maybe going to get that for you. I was. I used to be a big gamer. Mm. I used to be like getting the consoles like the month or two after it came yep. out. I'd be, I'd be on that console. Right. And uh, it's been like two and a bit years. So, yeah. you know, I feel like I haven't really had much time for gaming over the years. Yeah. But, you know, the older. Uh, well, let's be honest, there's not much work going on, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get a PS5 and save New York as, as Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. lovely. You have a lovely yeah. Christmas,
2: I'm sure uh, the wife and the kids will have a nice Christmas I'll while you're in... sort uh,
1: themselves <laughs> out. They've already got toys. While you're in they... the West Wing of Harrison Towers, just yeah, uh, playing Xbox. Yeah,
2: PlayStation, mate, come on. <laughs> Sorry, um, mate. Um, Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Well, other consoles here. are available. <laughs> yeah. If they want to sponsor this, yeah. just
1: give us a call. <laughs> Big...
2: Well, we're here today to talk about what went down uh, uh, in Austin, Texas this weekend, uh, Sarukian versus Dariush. Um, we have to start at the, the, the top of the tree, right, with, uh, with, with Dariush versus Sarukian, right? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, so finally, my, my my wife came in uh, from taking the kids swimming early, and that's what happens on a Sunday morning. I get up and watch USC, and the kids have got swimming lessons, and my wife will take them to. And then um, she came You're in... you painting and- a picture. But you don't do a lot. No, I but, do uh, loads.
2: But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you missy <laughs> seems no. to do a lot and buy you an Xbox PlayStation. No,
1: but, and let's be fair, I, I bought it. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, uh, I do plenty, I love you, you know. Um but uh they she came in and like she, I didn't even really greet her and say hello. All she heard was me in the living room just go, Oh whoa! <laughs> like that <laughs> because Saruki I mean look. I picked Sarukian to win this fight. I had no idea he would do it in this kind of fashion. Like, I I, I was expecting a five-round decision. I was expecting a really competitive fight, like maybe even a split decision, something like that. Sarukian shocked a lot of people with this performance, I think. And again, I think a lot of people thought he could win it, but I didn't expect... That well, we we spoke, didn't we, in the pre-show about the fact that
2: these are two very talented wrestlers and sometimes when you get people whose fundamentals are wrestling or whatever that that yeah. that, that that's that style is, it cancels them out. Yes. And this is clearly what happened here because that was the
1: time Well it didn't even have time to get to that level though. It was it was so quick. Yeah. That I don't even think it was like their wrestling cancelled each other out or anything. Yeah. It's like the fight starts on the feet. And the fight was so short that it didn't even have the opportunity... Yeah. ...to to go to the ground. It was such a beautiful shot because he... I thought he landed the knee when it happened. Me too. And
2: I was like, Jesus, that's insane. But he, he sort of... As he threw that knee... It was almost as if... I mean, you must have to... like He must have practised that because it wasn't like he landed then through the shot. He threw the shot kind of mid-knee. And so by the time his foot landed on the ground, he was connecting with that shot. It was such a beautiful technique. And, oh, my God, that was all she wrote, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean... I was thinking to myself that Sarukian didn't have the best week in terms of like ingratiating himself to the fans because the way that he and like his little crew went up to Bobby Green who was on his own Mm. and were like putting it on him and Bobby Green had to kind of just like push him out of the way a little bit and then Sarukian was trying to grab him by the throat and then later on it looked like Bobby Green and his mates found them again and were probably going after him. I, I don't think it was a good look for Sarukian at all. A, Bobby Green's so far behind you in the rankings. Like you don't have to worry about Bobby Green. It was a very odd choice to go after. And the fans
2: like Bobby Green.
1: And the fans like Bobby Green. Um, so it was an odd choice just in general, unless there's some kind of beef that's been said between them that I'm just not too aware of. But it just seemed like just let it go, man. Mm. Like he's not a threat to you. Mm. Um, and and you're not building a fight with Bobby. Because, again, he's he's quite a few places behind you. Do you, know, do you know what the fundamentals of the beef were? No. No, I I don't know how it all started. I just saw the hotel footage. Yeah. And then, yeah, and, and, and I don't think that was a good look for Sarukian at all, really. And then later on it looked like, I couldn't work out if he was there or if it was just some people that were in his crew that, yeah. that kind of like were going after Bobby Green a bit earlier in the day. But then Bobby Green and his boys seemed to, get them in the hotel yeah. lobby, and it looked like they won that altercation, you know. they the, A couple of Sorokin's boys looked like they were running away a bit. I mean, there's no
2: winners in this because no, it's, it's a grotty look for for the sport. That's the main thing. And, 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 and to be honest, like, you've got main and co-main mm-hmm. and potentially them fights could have been not happening had something have happened, you know, in, yep. in them exchanges. At that level of... Of sport, professionalism should overall, and and it, and it, you know, you, you can't get caught up rolling around, you know, hotel floors with with. With people that are ready no. to to fight, it's it's not. Don't it's get me wrong, silly. you know, it's great to br- to bring eyes on it and hype, but it's the wrong sort of hype. Do you know what I mean?
1: I agree. Like my brother was was someone that kind of commented, being like, "I love this. Let's let's yeah. create some drama around it. Let's yeah. do all that stuff." And I just I couldn't I, I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. I just like I think it is a very unprofessional look for a sport that suffers with how other sports and people see it yeah and and i think that keeping it professional and and keep be be more well i was gonna say be more benny dariush in some ways be more benny dariush but there's another ways that you definitely don't want to be more yeah. benny dariush and we'll get onto those in a minute but um yeah i i just thought it was a bad bad look mm. in general i mean imagine the hotel staff you're yeah. just working behind the counter and you're like oh no, the, yeah. the UFC boy's in today because the last time they were here, they were just attacking each other in the lobby. Yeah. Like, it's what when you, when you see it on social media and you see it in kind of like within the MMA sphere, I think it's very easy for people to kind of go, oh, God, he's going for him and he's going for him and, oh, the, oh it's beef and it's drama and it's, oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? But actually, when you look at it from a point of view outside of the MMA sphere... It looks so pathetic. Yeah. It's like what are you doing? Yeah. Professional sportsmen and women or in this case men going after each other in a hotel lobby. Yeah. While people are just like going about their day and mm. and I know the UFC's probably booked it out for the you know UFC staff sure. you know there's probably not many randoms in there but it might be. Mm. And then there's people that just like are going about their day going uh, earning a living by working in the hotel. Yeah. And they've got to put up with that. I, I think, you know, what do we need to see sort of change
2: here? Do we need to see some kind of, you know, some some maybe some financial punishments from their purses, you know, for, for, for kind of creating stuff like that? I mean, we all know that that, that kind of stuff, I think... Dana quite likes a little bit of that That's you know when he's saying well, Conor mcgregor's going to go to prison for for throwing that you know that yeah. that pallet truck thing whatever it was the yeah. dolly at the coach and then fast forward 6 months and it's a key part of uh, of, of of the the promo the, clip, the, promo. the ufc yeah. countdowns and uh, it's, yeah. you know
1: so <sighs> i the think storylines that come out of stuff like this are useful to yeah. the ufc and it, it does create a buzz for fans. Like, the, the, you know, Paddy and, and Tuporier, like the hand sanitizer boy yeah. stuff, all of that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't really want to see Paddy fight Tuporier anytime soon, but there's people out there that would love to yeah. see it because that's me. I mean, to be honest... The one that actually grabs me is like, oh, I'm gutted we didn't see that fight because of a, an altercation. Granted, it happened in the arena, not a hotel lobby. There's a slight difference, but not much. But was Masvidal Leon. Yeah. That three-piece and a soda, that whole thing, I think that is such a shame that that never yeah. actually made it into the octagon as a proper yeah, fight. Yeah. That, that, that was a beef that needed to be settled mm. for me. But... So, so, in uh, regards to this beef, let's not sort of dwell
2: on it too much, but I, I guess the only way that that fight might have happened and everything did not go, you know, that way yeah. was if maybe Armin lost and Bobby won.
1: That would have been the fight to make if, if Armin lost then, and Bobby won. You know,
2: yeah. the narrative would have bred yeah. that fight. Yeah. As it happens, it did not go that way. No, and just, and, yeah. and I, I guess with that, should we. Um, should we move on? I don't
1: know. I don't, I don't think we should move on. Back up your photos. Right. They're going back back. back. back them up. Because I think we still need to talk about what's next for Armin. Okay. Well, he's called for a show. as well. He, he called for the title. I don't think yeah. that's happening. I don't think it will happen. But I think, uh, well, do you know what? The, we're in a weird spot with Sarukian now. He's probably going to be ranked about fourth uh, once the rankings uh, are amended. And I think that... He made his debut against Makachev and gave Makachev one of his hardest fights. Mm-hmm. In it, All right, let me put it to you. That. In an ideal world, mm-hmm. what is the next fight for Armin Sarukian? And then I'll tell you what I think I would like to see happen. And you can involve other fighters in this because the title picture is where he's at. He could potentially get a title shot. I think he's behind a couple of others. But where, what, what do you do with the lightweight division now? If you're booking that top five, what are you doing? If Oliveira loses... loses. To Makachev? Yeah. That's not officially booked yet, is it?
2: Right. Okay.
1: So oh, let's uh, say that's not booked. I don't think that's officially booked yet. Stop making it more
2: difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, versus the game. <laughs> well, if it's not booked, then I think Oliveira. I think that's a good fight.
1: He's, you know... What, Sarukian versus Oliveira? Yeah. And would that mean Gaethje versus Makachev? Oh. Because well, that's what I... That basically, that's what I would do. Yeah. I think Oliveira... Beating Dariush after getting smashed Mm -hmm. by Makachev, I don't think that's enough to get him back to a title shot. Don't get me wrong. I think Oliver is amazing. I think he's such a brilliant fighter. Mm -hmm. Wins over the top guys in that division other than Makachev. Incredible fighter. I just think he needs one more. And I think Saruki and Oliveira, and I also want to see Makachev fight someone new. We've had Volkanovski twice, we've had Oliveira, I don't want Oliveira twice yet. Let's give Makachev, Gage. even though I think Oliveira's probably got a better chance of beating him than Gaichi. but I I would rather see Makachev v Gaichi and then Oliveira versus Sarukian for the number one contender, and the winner of that then goes and fights. Makachev, and let's be honest as well, Makachev keeps talking about going up to welterweight, I don't know how long he's going to be sticking around yeah. for, but I want him to stick around for longer It will be a real shame in my opinion if we don't see a rematch between Sarukian and Makachev because I think that is going to be a brilliant fight Yeah, a Brilliant fight um, For Benil, I guess Benny's not in a good place No, This, this is a real lesson for utilize your mic time. Any young fighters that might be listening to this that have aspirations of going far, I've spoken to people that work for UFC social media before, and even they have said to me, if you don't use that mic time, we, we're limited with what we can do. You use that mic time and mm-hmm. you call out someone, we can start generating that fight. Mm-hmm. We can make it happen. And Benny Dariush beating Mateus Gamrot when Gamrot was, you know, really doing incredibly well and then saying, I'll fight a hundred guys. Like, I don't care, whatever. No, mate. Yeah. You know, cause then you will have to fight a hundred guys. And yeah. then look, he, he, he's gone the way of, I mean, not even a Tony Ferguson, cause at least Ferguson got an interim title. Yeah. Benny Darius was on an eight fight win streak. Mm-hmm. He's not I don't think Benny Darius is going to get a sniff of a title shot ever, ever. And it, you could say he deserved it, but he's not going to get it because
2: I honestly think when he deserved it, I don't think he's like. Or he, uh, I, I think that maybe two years ago, Benil Islam, maybe before Islam had the belt. Yeah, I think that was the fight to to get Islam that title shot. Obviously, since then we've seen him deserve that shot, and he's yeah. obviously you know done what he's done. But I think at that point, Benil was such a good fight for Islam, and I think we would have seen. Another sort of wrestler, really kind of, you know, see how he deals with it. But now, nah, I don't know. Like you say, he's he seems like such a nice dude. Yeah. But he's not got that thing that where people just like um I'm trying to think of a good example of people that like like Wonderboy where people just love him. Yeah. I don't think he's quite there with that likability. No. Um and like you say, he's just like give him that mic and he's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll find fine. It's like come on, man, like, yep. just, and now and nah, I think that's left him in a really bad place, and and I don't want to sort of pile on the, 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 the shitness that he's probably dealing with at the moment, but I don't know. I don't know what's left in his contract. He's, you
1: know, I thought he looked quite old.
2: Um, uh, but he
1: always has, because yeah. of the grey. He's, um, he's uh, only, like, early 30s. Isn't yeah. He? He, he's always appeared older than what he actually is. Uh, same with me. And yeah. I, I think... <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I don't know what's left in his contract. And and I'm just... We've touched upon it on previous episodes. With this merger now between the the PFL and Bellator, I wonder how many fighters in this sort of position where it's like, look, I'm one of the best in the world at Mm -hmm. this weight, but I'm not going to get a title shot Mm -hmm. in the next two or three years. It's not going to happen. I've got to beat another two or three... Get two or three wins to get that title shot now, and it's not going to happen. And how much money am I going to make from them wins... If I win them all, maybe I look at the options elsewhere. I don't know.
1: I I think he's in a position where it's kind of like, right, you're now the gatekeeper to like the top three or, or so. You're like, you beat Benny. You're you're getting a title shot, or you're one away from a title Fuck shot, that, man. That's and, a and, shit and that job. means you're fighting killers. It's yeah. not like you're fighting easy fights, yeah. you know. Like, oh, you're a gatekeeper to the top ten, so you might get some that yeah. are like they've been pushed too early, so you get a bit more of an yeah. easier win. He is going to be fighting the top, top, top guys. I mean, he may end up getting someone like uh, ben, uh, Benoit Saint Denis. Yeah. Battle of the Bennies.
2: Yeah. Benny v Benny. Yeah.
1: Benny Saint Denny. Yeah. That's his Benny Darius. Too many Benny. Too many Benny. <laughs> Too many Benny. Uh, oh, please, can we have that? You know when the UFC used to name their cards? like yeah. Revolution. Yeah. Renegade. <laughs> Too many that. Benny. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to see now. Yeah, I mean, then, then
2: you don't want to be that gatekeeper. Look at Neil Magny. Uh, you, but, you know. but, but what I'm
1: saying is Neil Magny is a gatekeeper where he will get some of them will beat him, yeah. some of them he'll win, like, uh, these ones, like, I mean, I know Darius can beat some of like he did with Gamrot, mm. but he's going to be fighting like the top, 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 top guys, and guys that no one else wants to fight, guys that, you know, he'll be against people, where there's like, beating them means nothing to the fans, Yeah. but if they beat him, it's a big deal for the other guys, so it's, it's that kind of a high risk, low reward type fights so that—that's all Benny will be will be getting now, and I, I do I do feel for him. Shall we move on?
2: Yes. To Bobby Green, uh, Jalen Turner. Yes. Um, do because, you want to uh, uh,
1: start talking about Terry Hatley? Uh, there he is.
2: Well, Kerry Hatley. Kerry Hatley. Kerry but, Hatley. Um, I mean, let's let's go back a picture there because
1: I mean you can't get much closer than that, can you?
0: No. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: I mean, it did look like he was right next to him for quite a long time. To me, it looked like Bobby Green was out for like the last three or four blows.
2: You've got in in the corner corner corner, of the picture there. If you're not watching this, um, you can see DC, and you can see that he's literally shouting at that ref, "Stop the fight!" Um, It it was weird, and I just think so. You know, to give this a little bit of context, um, Jalen Turner just—I mean, he's he's your nightmare fighter. He's so wiry and he's range, and Bobby Green was struggling with that range. and then, oh, my life. I mean, we got what we wanted from Bobby Green in the early stages. We got lots of chat. We got mm. an incredible head movement. Um, but Jesus Christ. Like He caught him behind the ear. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't sure if he was showboating in that split second. And then it was like, oh, no, no, his legs are gone. And then he just caught him again behind the ear and he went down. And literally, his face down and Turner's on top of him just raining and I counted 10 unanswered shots and it felt that he wasn't at for maybe five or six of them he was just kind of still eating them shots and then it felt like the ref was just waiting until he was unconscious and it was
1: fucking terrible it looked to me like he was unconscious for the last three blows oh, it was, this is one of the worst kind of late stoppages I think I've I've seen I've not watched post fighters as as Dana mentioned did he mention it I don't know that he has do you know I I heard someone talking about it and maybe Kerry Atley kind of put his hands up and was like yeah I I messed up a bit there but I mean he's a very experienced referee in the UFC yeah he is I mean he's not the top guys he's not a Goddard a Dean Mm. or a a, a Herzog or Mm. anything like that but he's he's you know he's been around a long time Um Yeah, really, really bad one. And it's moments like that that just make you go, if you're going to get like, you know, I hate to say it, like a death or something in the UFC, it's going to be stuff like that. Because because he was face down as well. Those strikes, yes, they were the side of the head, but you know when they're like slightly behind the ear as well? And And that's nothing against Jalen. He was just raining down the blows and, you know, I don't think he did anything wrong. That's going to cause some some long term damage. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what Bobby Green is like. Like, he seemed okay. Yeah. But I didn't think so. I thought
2: up. when he stood up and he walked over to him. Oh, he looked wobbly there. He still looked wobbly. And that's not surprising. He's just been hit 10 yeah. times around the side of the head, yeah. unanswered by an absolute stone cold, you know, killer. And I, I, I just think referees make mistakes. You know, I, I, we we know that. We've seen it, you know multiple times, but this, it wasn't like he hit him once and he was out and then maybe he got a couple of shots that he, you know, felt a bit too much. Full mount, just raining down shots on him, like onto his head whilst the ref is literally two foot from it watching it and it's like, he's not answering back, he's not covering up, he's just eating shots to the head. And it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. It, It was just... It was unpleasant yeah. to watch. And, and yeah, and I, you know, you, when, when you've got... I imagine it wasn't just the the, 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 the commentators shouting, stop the fight. I'm sure there was corner men. I'm sure there was yeah. other officials there just must have been barking at him. Like,
1: yeah, what I, the fuck are you doing? I was shocked by it. And what shocked mm. me so much was that he didn't look like he was in a bad position or anything. He looked, yeah. like, right on top of it. And as we can see in this photo here, I don't know exactly what point in the ground and pound that is. But... He's right on top of it. I mean, you can see the photo we've got here, if you're watching YouTube, Bobby Green's hands are just like out like he's asleep. Like he is Nowhere near his head. And Kerry Hatley, uh, maybe he's coming in at this moment, but he doesn't look like he's right on top of it. And Jalen's about to land another strike here. You've got DC in the corner there, as we said. Like, uh, it is not a good look at all. It's a really, really bad stoppage. And I don't understand what must have been going through his head. But, uh, but yeah, um, look, look, hopefully Green comes back okay because he's been a fun fighter that we all really, really like. But let's try and turn the attention on to Jalen Turner mm-hmm. because he took this fight on, like, just over a week's notice, And I made think. weight. And made weight on the second attempt, yeah. so he had a bad weight cut. Um, I think there was some pre-fight media stuff he did where he was sort of saying that he didn't want to take this fight the UFC called him and offered it to him, and he said no, and then they called him back, and he sort of felt like he had no choice. Yeah, Which, you know, difficult position for someone to be in on a two-fight losing streak. Maybe their confidence is low, and they're sort of potentially strong-armed into a uh, into a fight on a week's notice that they yeah. really don't want to have. Um, made the weight on a week's notice, and the weight was a problem for him last time. I didn't see the images on the scale of him, but I heard he looked awesome awful Mm -hmm. uh and then he's come and put in a performance like that where he's just taking him out I say so very very quickly uh yeah incredible incredible stuff uh I don't know what's next for him in my head um there's a I mean
2: I don't know how long he's going to be out for but obviously Hooker's got a win over him and Hooker should have been in this fight yeah I'd be down to watch a rematch
1: Nah, not this soon. No? No, I don't want to watch it again. It's this soon. No, I think a rematch like that, give it, give it some time.
2: Okay, give and it in it the meantime?
1: Time. I was thinking RDA. I think he's ranked higher than him. It's someone who's a former champion. You get a win over him, it does loads for you. Whether RDA would take it, I don't know. That's, I know that's he's a good shout He's days, fluctuated mate. between welterweight and lightweight, so I yeah. don't know where RDA's head at and what he wants to do. But for me, I think if you're Jalen and you fight a guy that's a few places ahead of you, which he should get because, you know, the UFC have asked him to do them this favour. He's done it. Yeah. He's won. I think he should uh he should get a little bit of a reward despite just coming off of a two light two fight losing streak. And I think Rafael Desanos, former champion, his name carries weight. It could be a fight night headliner as well. It could be an apex headliner or it could be going somewhere else or whatever. And I think that's a good stuff for, uh, for Jalen Turner. I think that could, could really help him out. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Should we move on? Yes. This was a fight you were really, really looking forward to. <laughs> We were we were both quite wrong in our predictions. How, what did you think of it? I thought Figgy was really impressive. Yeah, um, me too. I
2: thought the first round was close. Yeah, like um, I, I thought it could have gone either way, um, and it felt in that first round that Figgy was kind of struggling with the distance a little bit. Yeah, but it did seem that that the font was kind of peppering him, and I think he threw more shots in the in the first round uh, than Figgy, but it felt that he wasn't lacking his power figure at like that. And no, his because, power carried up well, didn't every it? every shot he threw seemed to kind of really make his yep. mark, whereas it looked like what Font was from wasn't really
1: affecting him. That, it, it, that's, that's, a, that's, that's Font, though, isn't it? Yeah. He's lost fights like that before. He outstruck yeah. Jose Aldo. He outstruck Marlon Vera, but every big shot Vera landed on him, his legs were like jelly. He was all over... And that just seems to be what happens with Rob Font. He that's a great picture by the way it looks like he's doing an Elvis impression uh, uh, <laughs> oh. but, uh, but if you if you look, if you look at Figgy he's just he, he, he carried the power over he carried I the speed didn't think over he
2: looked small I didn't think he looked that small no
1: I don't and, and also I know we saw with the Sandhagen fight that Sandhagen was able to wrestle Font with a torn tricep mm. um, but I was surprised at how much Figueredo was able to implement wrestling and take him down <laughs> And Font not be able to get up. He got up in the first round, I think. I thought it was the jab of Figgies that was really effective.
2: Yeah. In that first round, he looked like he wobbled him a bit. He just threw that stiff jab and it was like, whoa. That was the biggest shot
1: of the round. Yeah. It's interesting with Font. He seems really hard to finish. Mm. No one can really finish him. But he seems to feel the impact of strikes and more importantly, shows visually the impacts of strikes to the judges. Yeah. Which obviously just doesn't do him any favours when he gets to the scorecards, you know. It's it's, it's going to it's a problem for him. He seems to just react badly to getting hit. Some people can take it and yeah. eat it. He's he's never finished, yeah, but he is wobbled he, a lot. He was walking on the shots because you know, front
2: style in this fight, he was just walking him down, trying to cut off the the octagon and. I think Figgy was just moving well, and like when he planted his feet and, and threw a shot back, it was way more significant than than the, 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 the shots that that the, the, the font was throwing. I, I, you know, I gave the second round to to, to, to Figge, um, and, and and the last round to be honest. But I did like it in the third when they both basically just bit down on the gum shield, and there was some wild yeah. swinging. Like you know, we always like to see a little bit of that if it's uh, if it's going go to go at the buzzer. But I'd have been interested to see if there was another two rounds where that would have gone. I think we would have seen Figueredo dominate even more. I, I think he would have run away of it if there was another couple of rounds um, because I think this was probably the first three-round fight he's, he's, he's had in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, I was just so impressed by him. Yeah. I, I, I thought, you know, 35 years old, coming up in weight. I never thought – he did struggle with the cuts down at 125, but I never thought of him as a bantamweight. Yeah. And he did really well. And this just leads me on to what we were saying in the pre-fight uh, show. If he wins, which he did, Peter Yarn. Peter Yarn's on a three-fight losing streak. He needs to be careful about who he's fighting, but he can fight a former uh, former champion in weight class below. What's really interesting, I think they were both champions maybe at the same time. Yeah. Which is always like a nice little kind of wrinkle to add to a fight. And uh, size-wise, I think they'll they'll match up quite well. Yeah. I just think that's the fight to make, man. Yarn's ranked fifth. Figueredo might be ranked something like eighth uh, when this comes out because that's where Font was. So, yeah, so I think Figueredo versus Yarn is a really good fight. And then after that, if he beats Yarn, who knows? I don't think O'Malley's going to be that interested in fighting him because I don't think he's like a big draw or anything like that. But I don't think O'Malley's going to be massively interested in fighting anyone. Yeah. Uh, So I'm sure he doesn't want to fight Mirab. So anything you can do to... uh, stop his jacket getting stolen again, is uh, is something he'll do. But uh, but yeah, that's the good one for me. And then poor old Rob Font, obviously, has had a bit of an up and down time of it. Smoked uh, Adrian Yanez, but then has lost to Sandhagen. He's lost to Aldo. He lost to Vera. Yeah. Um, I wonder if now Font's in a position where he's sort of a gatekeeper to the top 10 now, as we spoke to about. spoke about. And the guy who I really want to see get a good shot uh, up in, in in the upper echelons of that bantamweight di- division is Saeed Nurmagomedov. I'm a really big fan of his. I think his striking style is really good. He got yeah. a nasty guillotine. He came off a good win in Paris with a quick guillotine finish. Um, Saeed Nurmagomedov, for me, is a guy I really want to see do well. So uh, put him against Font and let's let's see what happens. That could be a fun fight.
2: Okay. So should we move on to uh, Brady Gaslam?
1: Yes. Really... So I've come out of this, like, obviously, props to Brady. I smashed him, wasn't competitive, completely dominated him. But I went into this fight card going the most intriguing fight, not necessarily the best fight, but the most intriguing fight on the card for me was Brady Gastelum. Because I had so many questions. Has Brady filled in the holes in his striking over the last year he's had off? Has Kelvin Gastelum's kind of chin durability and cardio transferred down to 170 will his will he's wrestling really help him out because he's got all these high school and college wrestling credentials and all this stuff and i've basically come away from the fight with very few answers to any of the questions i had it was a boring fight it was a boring fight it was a dominant
2: fight like yeah and and i gotta be honest you know, I'm a big fan of Gaslam. You know, I've mentioned know this on the, on, on, the, on the pre-show. Um It felt like he just couldn't pull the trigger. It just felt like he just was not there. And I don't know if that's age catching up on him. I don't know if that's too many battles he's had uh, have, have took its toll. I don't know if maybe this weight, um, this changing weight category has, has, has not served what he wants because he's been in that octagon with Way more skilled and terrifying than Sean Brady. Has he? Um, Who? Izzy.
1: All right, but Izzy was like a one off brilliant performance, and their, their skill sets are incredibly different.
2: And mm. um, I'm taking nothing away from Sean Brady. He dominated that fight. Who's he beaten that's better than Sean Brady?
1: <sighs> Bisping? Bisping was sort of on the way out and had one eye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are the facts, aren't they? The I mean, Sean Brady's facts. got one loss. Yeah, and I it's thought you... going to say about like, one ear or something <gasps> like that. I... <laughs> no, but like, Brady's got one... Let's not underestimate Brady. He lost to Bilal Mohammed. Mm. Maybe Bilal Mahadid, Mohammed is... I think he is really good. He's a really good fighter, Bilal Mohammed. He's not a star. Mm. People don't gravitate towards him as a personality. But he's a very, very good fighter. Yeah. Sean Brady's only loss is to Bilal Mohammed. Mm. Like... Let's not underestimate how good he might be. He might yeah. be a champion one day. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hanging um, on him. But I, I just... You know,
2: you don't like to see your favourite fighters lose. Uh, and it w- wasn't competitive. And And I just wonder where Kelvin's head's at now. Like, what is he going to be thinking? Like, look, you know, I've dropped down. I've put all of this work into fighter this way. And it's not worked. And it's not worked badly. Like, you know, he had no answers. And... I don't know if the, it, the, the the cardio seemed okay, but he was just stuck there underneath him, and yeah, it just. I, I, you know, he it was a complete domination, and and I, I think also when it was on its feet, I think Kelvin really struggled with the range. Like it just felt that, that like Brady was just just sharper, you know, and he, 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 he yeah, I don't know, it just looked like somebody that's going places fighting somebody that he's kind of starting to get to the end of his career and, and making sort of decisions as to what might help his career at this point. and And that weight cut, I don't think, has served him well, certainly from what we saw at the weekend.
1: I don't think the weight cut's necessarily the problem. I And I didn't see a guy that was, you know, too battle-worn or, or couldn't pull the trigger or anything like that. I saw a guy who just is was could not compete from a grappling point of view with yeah. the guy in front of him. Fair enough. And that's all I saw. I, I I think that I was putting a lot of stock in Gastelum's ability to stop takedowns uh-huh. because of his high school wrestling and all this kind of stuff. I thought, oh, we should be able to deal with that. And he couldn't. And it just made me realize all this high school wrestling stuff and all that maybe isn't all it's chalked up to be. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think Brady has any of those credentials as far as I'm aware. Maybe I'm wrong. But he was able to take him down so easily. And not just that, but other than the first round where he did a really interesting sweep where Gaston kind of reached behind, yeah. grabbed his head and pulled himself up. Uh, DC was talking about going fishing or saying like that, some kind of wrestling thing. That was really interesting, and that was a, a good bit of defensive wrestling that Gastelum showed, but other than that, like, yeah. he had nothing for him. And in turn, what that led to is it's led to me not really knowing much about Sean Brady either, because yeah. I already knew Sean Brady was a fantastic grappler. Mm-hmm. If he could get someone to the ground, you're in big, big trouble. Yeah. But the, 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 the questions I have about Sean Brady... Are his, the holes in his striking game? We mm-hmm. saw it at the end of the Kiesa fight. We saw it in the Babalama mohammed fight. But Gastelum didn't enable us to see answers to that question because sure. he didn't keep it on the fight long mm. uh, on the feet long enough. Sorry. So yeah, I just I, I've come away from it just a bit disappointed with the lack of answers to questions that I had. So he called called out Ian Gary.
2: Yeah, um, I am presuming at the moment everybody's calling that Ian Gary because, unfortunately, like, Ian doesn't seem to be very popular uh, with the, uh, the UFC yeah. community at the moment. And, I don't and feel I'm like gonna, he's really done anything. No, <laughs> and, and I'm going to base any of this on, on the fact that we, we've met Ian and he's been on the yep. show many times and he's great. He's always really nice. And, yeah. and, and we, we, we've met Layla as well and and, yeah. and and she's been absolutely lovely to us and for some reason... People are taking pot shots at him. You know, yes, he's a very confident young man um, and the hype train is is, is gathering speed around him and yes, he's going from gym to gym. I have no issue with that. I think if he wants to go to all these different gyms and kind of pick the best bits from all of it and
1: and increase his skill set, why not? Like, um, I think that's fine, but I think that will lead to situations like what we had with Leon Edwards. And I can understand that side of it as well. Yeah, I think it is good to go to different places and, and, and gain knowledge from loads of different mm-hmm. people. But equally, I can also understand fighters' points of view of being like, well, I, I don't want you hanging around here too long and getting you know, an idea of the weaknesses of this guy, this guy, of and course. this guy.
2: The, 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 the thing with Leon, obviously, that's, that, that's fine. I'm sure will happen at some point, mm. you know, and uh, and so I understand that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, when we met Ian, it was when he won the Cage Warriors belt. Um, yes. And, and he ended up nearly not having that fight because his corner did not want anything to do with him. And mm. he had no one cornering him. In the end, I think it was, it was Paul Hughes yeah. cornered him on his own. Um, and I know, there was talk that, Brad Pickett was in the building, so maybe Brad was going to do yeah. it because he couldn't fight without a corner. Um, and so I don't know. Maybe his he's confidence some people aren't a fan of. I don't know. Mm. i take people as I find him, He's always been fantastic yep. with us, very supportive of the podcast. Um, but, yeah, it does feel like everybody's calling him out.
1: Sean Brady... I don't know. It, I think it's a good call out from Brady. Yeah, yeah. Whether he gets the fight, or not, I'm not sure. But I, I yeah. think you know, going after a guy with a lot of hype, Sean Brady is not a star. Um, if he can derail the Gary hype train, that'd be really good. Obviously, Gary's got to get through Luque first. I, I um, think
2: if he gets through Luque, there's there's more there's bigger fights than than Sean Brady. I think you know, with the star power that that, that Gary seems to be getting, then I, I think there could be something way more exciting than. Than than Sean. Well,
1: obviously there's the Wonder Boy fight, but Wonderboy is fighting Rachmanov uh, mm-hmm. soon. I, I, if Colby loses to uh, Leon, which I think he will, does do they give Gary if he wins the Colby fight? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I mean,
2: we got to wait and see if there's uh, another exciting striker about to uh, make his name in that division.
1: Oh. Let's go, MVP. Let's go. Still hasn't uh, no, announced anything, no. has he? And if you, there if you, was that board with Kevin Holland, and mm, which is a great fight. Yeah, that's a great fight. I it, love
2: that fight. It was interesting when he said about the Wonderboy fight, you know, canceling each other out. Because, yeah. you know And and when I see that, that little bit, for, for those that don't know, I presume most of you do, we, we posted about it on the socials, but... Uh, Dana was given an interview, and, uh, and and behind him was a kind of a board of of, of potential fights, and one of them was uh, Kay Holland versus M. Page, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely. So let's move on to uh, Clay Guida versus Joaquim Silver. Uh, what did you think? Because you, you you were calling for Clay to potentially retire after this fight. I mean,
2: that guy has got cardio for days. <laughs> like, what are you laughing at? <laughs> no, no. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um i thought again you, as you do with any Guido uh, fire just bouncing around the octagon um great footwork loads of speed you know for for what he's i guess in in terms of of, of professionalism at his level you know for an old man um but I think in that first round, Silver caught him with, with, with an, a beast of an uppercut in that first round. Yes. And uh, and it definitely gave him, him something to think about. What I thought was interesting um, in the second round, he passed Damian Meyer for the second most control time uh, in the octagon. So he's now the second. He's not the champ at it but he's just overtook Damien really? Meyer for control time in the Octagon. I mean, he's had, I think, four... I would have no, thought he'd been there in f- just, like, f- time five, in the no, Octagon. F- f- 5,016 fights he's had in the UFC.
1: Control time, not just time in the Octagon. Control time.
2: Oh. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, <sighs> the, the, yeah, there, there was great knees uh, from Silva, um, but then it, it just... I, I, I thought Silver's running away with it, and then... Clay just for his massive overhand right, and I thought, oh, but it didn't seem to have that kind of impact that 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 Silva's shots were. Do you still think throw. he
1: needs to retire? Um,
2: I don't know. I mean, he's. he's I a, felt like
1: he performed well enough. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He, he, it never looked like he was going to get bashed out of there yeah. and hurt, and he didn't look slow, and he, you know, he he was very competitive. So maybe not. Maybe not, but I think you know. Is that 16 losses he's had in the UFC now? I don't know, something like nah, that. It's a
1: lot, but um, you know, it's clay.
2: <laughs> but but yeah, like uh, unanimous win to to to, to Silva, but. Uh, I don't
1: know. The fans like Clay, do not they? You know, yeah, he's, he's still got a good chin and good yeah. cardio, and him being on a card like this just gives it a little something extra for those like prelims and stuff yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, um,
1: I don't know if you did notice at all. We had a slight technical issue on uh, when we were talking about the uh, Gastelum and uh, mm. Brady fight, but hopefully we've got through that seamlessly and absolutely no one has noticed any kind of changes on the show um let's move on Soriano Stoltzvus uh second round rear naked choke for Stoltzvus good performance but not really got much to say about it no you?
2: I, I made no notes on that it didn't particularly uh, set my world on fire should we get on to the cupcake
1: oh cupcake baby yep Misha Tate absolutely dominating uh Avila um, yeah, got the finish by Rene Kachok the third. Uh, and I just think, again, she is potentially one win away from a title shot because Bantamweight is so rudderless. After losing Nunes, there's not really... I mean, it's been a bit weird for a while even with Nunes, but without Nunes, I do think now she is... She's the biggest name in that division, Misa yep. Tate now. I would love to see the rematch between her and Holly Home. I think that'd be a really great fight. And I think the winner of that fight could easily punch their ticket to a title shot. Uh, whether it's right or not is another issue. But when your title fight is Pennington, um, uh, Bueno Silva, all due respect to Bueno Silva, I think she could be really, really good. And Pennington, you know, she's been around for a while. But I think names like Tate and Home. if Bueno Silva wins the belt, and then she can defend the belt against, like, a Misha Tate or a Holly yep. Holm in her first title defence. It just adds a little bit more weight to her name. She's beaten, you know, someone that we were all very aware of. Um, last fight that we want to talk about is surely... Oh, Well, actually, unless you want to talk about some other stuff, I know there was two slam KOs I mean, in a y- row. Yeah,
2: absolutely. How can we not sort of mention them? Because it's crazy to... I mean, we're talking about... Um, uh, Dracar Close uh, yeah. and, it was it, Cody... Um, Brundage? Brundage, yeah. yeah. Literally both just slam knockouts. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, literally one fight after the next. And I like, know. I, it,
1: it was just, I mean... I think there's only been like 10, 12 yeah. slam cows in the UFC yeah. and we got two of them on the back same back. night. Back to back. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was
2: crazy. Uh, and yeah, <coughs> d kind car of close. Uh I, I I really liked his his um, his post fight because he was in the armbar, wasn't he? And he just yeah, picked yeah. him up with it, and then it was just like the sound when his head yeah. hit the canvas. It's like oh dear, like, yeah. uh sleepy time. But um <laughs> sleepy time. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I thought the post-fight was fantastic. Did you Did you catch his interview?
1: No, I fast-forwarded that bit. If I'm honest, uh,
2: they said, "Right, okay, this is your moment. Who do you want to fight?" And he just went, uh, "The easiest guy in the UFC, please. I just want the money."
1: Brilliant. <laughs> an Why answer. don't more people do <laughs> what that? An that is a, he knows he's never going to be a champion. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make some money. Yeah, the and easiest I'm the, I'm guy. Not, I'm not earning more for fighting these really dangerous guys <laughs> yeah. that are going to smash me up. Give me the easy fights. Yeah, absolutely. The, brilliant. No. I, would lo- I love that logic. Benil Darius should have made a little note of that oh Jesus <laughs> just give me yeah. an easier
2: one than this please uh, yeah. spin it for the money um,
1: um, Veronica Hardy
2: I have not seen this this was on the fight past prelims wasn't it yes so I did not... watch it did
1: you yeah Veronica looked really good particularly in the first and second rounds it looked like she got a little bit more tired towards the third it was given as a split decision I don't think it was a split mm-hmm. I think i from I gave it clearly to veronica yeah i i I know I'm maybe slightly biased, but I felt like she won round one and round two, and uh and I thought Linhoff maybe came back in the third and maybe squeaked mm. out the the third won the third, but um but yeah, I, I think Veronica's on a great run, and it's so wholesome, isn't it? Look at that, Dan and Veronica. I know this is probably from the the, the March London card, card yeah. from the London card, yeah. But it's that kind of stuff. And I saw that in the post-fight uh, uh, presser, she was talking about how much she loves Dan, and how, much, and then he put up a tweet saying how much it's, it's, the feeling is so mutual, and all oh, that. It, it's you know really what? wholesome and lovely. I love you, Dan. I love you too. Probably I you. a bit awkward now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you love me. I did. When? Just then. Oh, I didn't hear it. You didn't say it as loud as you said it to Dan. You sort of like to Dan. You were like big. Oh, I love you, Dan. To like the big camera down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With me, it was just like a little aside. Oh, lot like an
2: afterthought. You, like an
1: afterthought. Yeah.
2: yeah sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great, isn't it? I mean, to, to, to go back to that London thing and the, the, the picture we got here of them embracing in the the octagon afterwards it's so nice to see. Dan in the UFC, but uh, and it's just so exciting to see what he's doing over at the PFL and that that job he's going to just only grow now with the, the merger and. He's just such a nice guy, and if, if you if yous have never um, listened or watched our chat with, with Dan Hardy. You know that that guy knows his shit, and it's a fantastic episode, so go and check that out. It's in the archive. Um, and while you're on that archive, why not go and listen to our episode with Veronica? We've had, uh, we had Veronica on for a great chat. Um, and if you've not checked out YouTube yet, head over to YouTube and have a little look at this studio that we're sitting in right now because we've, we've upped our game on the visuals, and uh, we're putting out some, some, some great-looking stuff. Um, there's occasionally some, some issues where you might, you might, if you've got a trained eye, see some some sort of seamless, you know, some, some little links where um, we've had to sort of do a bit of very, very clever editing. Um, but I don't know. I think you'd have to have a very trained eye to spot it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Can I have my jumper back now, please? Is yes, that, you can. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it's uh, a bit you, snug. The, you, your arms are so freakishly long. <laughs> like, they're just like, I've got long arms. <laughs> yeah. But look, show it. show, like, you didn't, like... That's ridiculous. I'm the
2: Jalen Turner of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we're back next time. Um, if you've not checked out the episode with MVP, go over to YouTube now and watch it. Or if you just enjoy listening to these in the podcast format, continue to do so. But what we ask you, whatever format you listen on or watch on, please subscribe, drop us a message, and, uh, um, yeah, and we can continue this, this lovely little journey that we're on.
1: Hopefully this episode will be out soon and our next episode, we're hopefully recording it in a few days, will be an Ask Us Anything episode, I think, so uh, please ask us anything whatever questions you might have, MMA related, whether it be Stu's lengthy arm related questions uh, I I don't know, but uh, please get us your questions over we will endeavour to answer them
2: Absolutely, ask us anything um, other than me to come around and do any kind of of manual labour or heavy lifting
1: Bye.